All right, now your last session, we had um, some interesting conversation. And mm -hmm. I wanted to circle back to that. Okay. So do you remember what you had mentioned last week? Yeah. The killing feels good. That is what I have is on my notes as well, um, which is um, concerning to me, Rupert. Um, I, I just I just wanted to explore that a, a, a little bit more if we could. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to ask you, when did the killing first start feeling good? I, I guess during. Okay. There was not a particular killing that did it because because you're convicted of 26 murders. Right. So was there one that kind of had the snowball effect? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's you. It's okay. Just breathe. Do your breathing exercise. One, yep. two, buckle my shoe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Three, four, don't stab no more. That is right. I was at the mall and there was a pickup truck that was parked in the middle of two spots. And he didn't need all that room. Like he had some kind of precious little baby gotta keep safe. And do, do you recall what you did to that man? I stabbed him with his car. That's right. Yeah, somehow you fit the car in him. Um, which was... A lot. And I just... I wanted to circle back and just say, was there a different way to approach that? With my words? I, I think that may have been better because now he's dead. And that felt good. Just because it feels good doesn't mean we can do that. <sighs> do you do you know what I was like? It it's nice to eat ice cream, right? It that's that feels good. But if you like eat too much ice cream, then you get sick, right? Mm. So, and there and there are certain things that we just can't do at all. Like, we can't just kill people because this is not right. I would like to express a feeling. Proceed. I feel alone in my pursuit of correcting the world of these nuisances. Uh, okay, but can, can I express a feeling? Mm-hmm. I feel that that is not your job. It, okay, so I feel we're not making as much headway as we were last week. Because last week we had a bit of a breakthrough when you actually took ownership of your murders. Mm -hmm. So is there a way I can get into your get into your shoes and really understand where you're coming from with this? Maybe if we improv swapping places. Oh, okay. We can definitely do that. Okay, Rupert. I know killing feels good and it 
provides you with purpose. Y- yes. And the world is full of people who deserve it. Yeah. It's awful. They're all terrible. Right? I mean, but also maybe consider potentially not doing that sometimes. But it feels good to to do it. I like to kill people. That's a really good point, Rupert. I hadn't considered that. Maybe you're right. Well, uh, okay. Well, let's re- <laughs> let's let's walk it back. All right. So, okay. So, I is But do you understand what I'm saying when I say you can't do that? How else am I supposed to vent my frustrations? Have you ever considered journaling or meditating? I can't write. That's that's right. You lost your hands in the <laughs> in the shoe factory accident. Um, well, then maybe what we could do is we could record something. Okay. We could like set up a little tape recorder, mm-hmm. and we could press play, and you could vent all of your frustrations. That would make me feel heard. Okay. Yeah. So here's my tape recorder. Uh, it's connected to a phonograph. And what we're going to do is we're going to play, you know, we're going to hit record and we're going to talk for about maybe 30 to 45 to minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out and we'll just kind of vent. All right. Okay. I think this would be good. Perfect. So let's just, you know, I'm going to hit record and then we'll go. Welcome to Six Degrees of Trash. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. I bet you were tired of like the liking things and just sitting there being like, when's the real podcast coming back? <laughs> well, guess what, you bitches? <laughs> Episode two. What did we call like shock jock radio out? Like, <laughs> I think that was always the vibe I, I was, was pulling on. <laughs> it was just like, F- you for listening to us. <laughs> Fuck you for listening. <laughs> That was just angry at them for no reason. You should be doing more with your lives than this. <laughs> Live your dreams. How is your week going? It's going okay. Uh, I'm, I'm tired as hell, but we hmm. are getting through it. Oh yeah, for those of you that don't know or you're new, uh, <laughs> Six Degrees of Trash is when we flip over to the B-side of the podcast <laughs> and put B-side. you like... <laughs> We uh we each bring some things that we just can't right now with, you know, just things that are trash. Right, because as much as being positive and having a positive outlook is good, also negativity is good, hmm. and being venting honest with and being honest with your emotions is good. Yes, absolutely. I was telling Matt today. I was like, <laughs> you literally texted me saying. <laughs> Can we do a six degrees of trash? Yes, I'm just like feeling bitter. Like I'm right. not happy. I would like to vent. Please. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with unrealistic teachers? How do you mean? There, there's like the level of like you cannot expect me to do this. I am, I'm a human. Like I, I may be a student, but I'm not like this. Isn't my life? It, your class oh, is not all I do. Right, right. No, I got gotcha. you. 
And then there's the other one where we had a teacher once where she was so anally retentive, she literally had to demonstrate to us how she wanted all arrows drawn on any of her labs. She's like, if you were gonna draw an arrow to indicate something, you will draw a line. At the end, you will draw a triangle. I don't wanna see any Vs at the end of your lines. It should be a triangle. And don't you dare color in your triangle. Oh no. Yeah, she's like, no arrow hearts, no fletchings at the end. It is a line with a triangle. I will deduct points. Wow. Yeah. No. What the fuck? Mrs. Turnbuckle? (laughs) (laughs) Was that her? No, I'm protecting her identity. She doesn't deserve it, though. She doesn't deserve it. Oh my God. I I mean, I had a professor in college once who's um, a stats professor, and she literally just like, Walked in, put her stuff down, turned to the board, and talked at the board. Oh, God. And did the thing and just explained everything to the board. Mm-hmm. And it's college level stats. So it's not exactly fun, easy stuff for someone like me who likes, you know, words. And it's not good at math. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, my God. And then she was like, why are you all doing bad in this class? And we're like, well, Dr. Schmergerberg, let me tell you. <laughs> My entire social circle is surrounded by teachers. Right. Like all of my friends are teachers, my family. If you are teaching a class and a kid is struggling and you do not ask the question of yourself, like, what could I do better to serve this kid? Then you are just failing as a teacher. Right. Because, I mean, like nine times out of ten, it is it's where you're meeting the student. You're meeting them at a bad place, you know, or not even a bad place, just like the way you're approaching it is wrong. You know this thing where if you picture like like Matt picture I don't know uh, two bo- two blocks yeah what colors are they blue okay there are people that like if you were to say picture two blocks like they physically can't manifest the yeah. image in their mind they only understand like okay I'm 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 now thinking about two blocks but they can't see it right. And those people, when they read a book, they get nothing from it. They just understand the story, but they can't see it like other people. They just have trouble just connecting with it in that way. And so, like, if you're teaching a student, you're like, oh, you got to get on board, like, get get your book readings done. And you're not, like, taking into consideration that somebody might be suffering from that or they could have, like, any multitude of things going on. Yeah, that's a whole bunch of things you got to consider. And well, just different ways people learn because some people just learn frankly differently and you have to Mm -hmm. kind of meet them there but like just saying this is the way is not no not it like teaching is hard okay like i'm not saying yeah yeah teaching bonkers hard because if you were to do like one-on-one teaching that's hard enough because you have to like get on the wavelength with another human and figure out the best way they learn which is like a tough process so if you're doing like a class of 20 like i have mad respect But if you come in as like a dictator and you're like, I'm too tired of trying to like figure all of you people out. You're either going to like get on my level or get out. Yeah, it's not cute. No, it's classic turnbuckle. (laughs) And it's trash. (laughs) I hate that I'm so sweaty. And I need to wear, like, antiperspirant deodorant. Oh. The reason why I hate this is because it stains all of my shirts. Yeah, yeah, it does. It gets the, like, yellowy, whatever Like the white, yeah. Where, like, your fabric becomes, like, stiff. Right, and it's like, why? (laughs) 
why am I like this? Why yeah. is the product like this? And why <laughs> why are these combos two things happening at the same exact time? And I'm just I'm tired of like trying every fiber of my being to like keep that from happening, but it's like, no, I know you really like that white shirt. But what if I just like ruined it? <laughs> <laughs> What happens if you wear just like normal deodorant with no antiperspirant? Then I just sweat through it and it's just like a mess. Oh, damn. I am a sweaty person and I don't like it about myself. No matter how like few layers you wear or whatever, it's just your nature. It's just who I am as a person, I guess. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know why it just is i eat i sleep i produce sweat <laughs> yeah it's so okay so during the summer in my old apartment my mm. old apartment was ran very hot like 90 percent of the time and i just remember lying in bed with my fan going full blast on top of everything just covered in sweat <laughs> and i am in physical agony <laughs> trying to sleep right now not actually, but like I was like, why, why <laughs> am I like this? And I just couldn't sleep. It was just awful. Oh, man, dude. Leather couches must suck for you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> dad, <laughs> with your leather. No, dad with the leather couch. Midlife crisis, dad, leather couch. Having That's why the couch I bought our apartment was cloth. Because I'm just like, not today, Satan. <laughs> You need to hide my shame, couch. Yeah. Yes, please. Oh my god, it was so bad. You know what you could do? Just dehydrate yourself. You no, know you could do. You could just like die. <laughs> yeah. That'll keep you from sweating. You'll sweat a lot and then suddenly stop sweating. And don't be alarmed. Yeah. When you when you all of a sudden feel woozy, don't yeah. no. Symptoms may include nausea. <laughs> That's just weakness leaving the body. Oh. Better weakness than sweat. Oh, I hate I uh <laughs> Okay, so my mind is stuck on Mrs. Turnbuckle because like if you have a student that is struggling and you go to them and you're just like, this is how you're struggling, you need to do better. What you are doing is you are just complaining and you are not communicating. Right. And that concept drives me up a wall. The idea that you would just like complain about something and not just talk about it. I think it's a good thing to do is to just talk about problems. I was talking to someone at my gym about this and they were saying like their partner just like sometimes like to complain about stuff. And I'm like, I don't see the problem with that. And they're just saying, well, no, they have to actually try to solve the problem. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. Because sometimes the problem is existing. And <laughs> do you know what the problem, the solution to that is to stop existing. <laughs> And I bet you don't want that, do you, Schwergerberg? No, <laughs> you don't. So let people complain and let people have their issues. Wow, okay, so we're actually on different sides of the fence here. Oh, are we? Okay, we're in a fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gather around the trash can. It's time for a trash can brawl. <laughs> time for a trash can. Come on, kids. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if, if somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, can you believe this person? They f***ing like laid this on me last minute. Yeah. And they could have like let me know ahead of time and they didn't. And I was like, 
have you talked to them and told them like, Hey, can you not do that again? Like it's easier for me when like you don't just throw it on me. And they're like, it's like the people that would just rather complain about how shitty things are instead of like doing the very easy thing of if you just talk about it, then it'll not happen. So what I always like to do when, when confronted with those situations is I have (laughs) a pre, not a prerequisite, but I have a pre-recorded statement. I I have, I I have, I I have a, like a fielding question. Okay. If they come and complain to me about things, I always follow up. Is this a, you want to solve this problem? Or is this a, that sucks problem? Right. Like, do you want me to actually like, well, let's figure out a way to prevent this. Or is it like a man that sucks? Which I can understand that. Yeah. Ultimately, I do understand that like trying to offer a solution is for some people, their default setting. Like I know for you, that is your default setting. Yep. It's like, let me solve the problem. Because my like my logical brain goes, oh, you wouldn't be bringing up the problem unless you wanted it solved. And hey, wouldn't we all just be happier if the problem got solved? Right. No, I get that. I can understand that. But Jenny's very much a person of, I want to say how shitty this is, and I want you to acknowledge how shitty it is. We're gonna sit in it for a while, and then we're gonna <laughs> solve it. Is that right? Are you talking about me? Yeah. You, you talking shit? <laughs> I was saying you're the kind of person that um, you don't want me to just like come out of the gate offering solutions to, to problems. Right. Unless I ask for it. Yeah. I'm usually just complaining. And then, it, you know, if you try to be positive too soon, I'm like, I'm not done being angry yet. <laughs> I, I think what it is, is, is if you are that angry or you're that in a, just in a place where sometimes the problem literally can't be solved like like i said sometimes the problem is just simply existing and like i don't want to go to work work was hard oh god i want to live in a capitalist society but you do like (laughs) you know sometimes it's just existing and there's no real solution for existing other than like i said not existing and so somebody's gonna be angry at that i guess what i was saying was like it pisses me off if someone comes to me and they're like my fries were cold again with my lunch and it was like cool well have you like talked to the kitchen and been like hey do you think you can like heat them up before you give them to me and they're like wow well, i don't want it or like i would be like no just f-ing, like do it like just talk to the person you're having the issue with because then it's just done yeah i get that people that complain but aren't doing it to get over the thing they're just like complainers and they're not willing to solve their own problems or communicate. I'm putting them in the trash. Yeah, trash. I don't like that I'm not able to focus anymore. These are all very internal. Things. Yes, because I live in a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that I'm not able to focus anymore just because like I, I used to have such an attention span to be able to like listen to things and whatever else. Now I'm just looking for constant distraction. Oh yeah. And I'm I just you. like, oh, like, can I just sit and exist without like checking my phone, looking for something to watch, listening for something to listen to, looking for some sort of input. Like I understand that not all input is bad, but also like, oh my God, stop for 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't want to akin it to withdrawal, but it feels like it sometimes. If you've ever yeah. been bored enough where you literally have nothing to do, like my power went out this past Monday, like I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll play. Oh, no, uh, I, I guess I'll yeah. read. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when we lived in Derry, our power went out once mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, OK, well, I can't make food. 
Right. Because our stove's electric and I want to keep the fridge open. I can't make coffee, so let me go grab coffee. And so I tried to drive down the street to the dunks and the road was closed because a tree fell. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I'll just fucking die. Like, <laughs> but I also had to like go and sit in the apartment just like, oh, okay. <laughs> guess I'll just be. I feel like it used to be easier to focus on things. Yeah, I agree. And I also like, I hate to sound like old man yells at cloud, but it is the phones. The phones and the streaming things are just like it's the government. Yeah, well, it's just it's just like here's every bit of entertainment you could ever possibly want, all at your hand and also on your TV at all times. Yeah, and you can you can pretty much guarantee you unlock your phone, you're gonna have some kind of new thing. Somebody posted a new video, new podcast, new notification on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, it's like, just like oh my god. Wait two minutes, open it again. There's something new. I understand the purpose that this is the tool and I can control it, whatever else. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh my, like, can I read a book? Hmm. I don't remember the last time I like focused on that. It's just like, oh my God. It's always just been like, read a page or two, check phone page. Like, just stop it. I don't know how it feels for you, but it feels like my brain is actually like split in two. Yes. Trying to focus over here, but I can feel another part of my brain, like just keeping track of like where my phone is. When yes. was the last time I saw it? Just please stop doing that. <laughs> well, I know we're planning this summer to do another getaway. Maybe we'll make it a, a, phones, a phones free. Uh, yeah, phones free. But getaway. then do we, we want to be that guy who's like, put your phone in the bucket? Well, no, and, I think what then, we'll do is we'll be like, all right, everyone star your immediate family as contacts. We're going to put our phones on do not disturb. So if we get calls from our family, they'll come through. But everything else, we're just going to filter out. Right, right. And maybe that will hap- help with this fucking trash brain fog that the whole world is under right now. It really, I don't I know what's going on in the world. It's just like, what the hell? What's crazy is like in a couple of years, we'll we'll be able to look at the studies for how this has affected us and, and all of these things. But like right now, especially when you're in it and especially when it is like a lack of ability to focus and like mm-hmm. <laughs> discern things, it's like this is probably the worst position to be in to try to figure it out from the inside. <laughs> but it's also it, it's just like dissociation. Yeah, it, it's the Bo, it's the Bo Burnham song. It's that funny feeling. It literally is just like turning off while kind of the world burns down around you. <laughs> All the stuff is happening. And we're just kind of like, let me clock in at my silly little job. And like- The world's weird right now. It is weird. Do f- Bic pencils. <laughs> Bic makes pencils? Yeah, what do you mean Bic question mark Bic makes pencils? I thought Bic always did pens. I mean, I guess, yeah, but the, the big mechanical pencils. Oh, okay. I thought of like yellow school, like Ticonderoga oh, okay. number two pencils. No, no, no. These like the big mechanical pencils. Right. Well, yeah, they were never good. But like specifically when that little clip thing snaps, I could build a iron throne out of like broken <laughs> off big clips. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Also, they're just not good because the actual graphite is so thin and like a mm-hmm. needle. But that was always the joke you did when you were in elementary school. You'd like, ha ha, and like, <laughs> yeah, give yourself a it. shot. <laughs> right. But like, they're so thin and they just snap all the time. And I'm just like, what? 
And like if you don't have the exact right size, sometimes you'll go writing with them and like the lead will start pushing back in. They're really not good writing implements at all. It's not even Bic specifically. It's that part, the clip. The clip that like breaks or snaps or like those freaking pens that when it bends away, you're like, great, I can never bend this back ever oh, again. Oh, the like, the like rubber, the like this thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I think, is that a Bic pen? It is a Bic pen. Yeah. The Bic pens. Fucking Bic, man. So like <laughs> that thing, if you bend it too much. Oh yeah. Once you bend the clip, like you're, you can take the cap off and try to bend it back, but it's never, it's never going to just be the same. I've ruined this pen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just for the example, you've caused me so much pain. But this one like just broke off. And then, and then now you just have that annoying nub and you can't put it in your po pocket and like have right. it accessible. However, I mean, this pen is excellent. I, I, I don't think I can even. Yeah. It just like. That's got a solid structure to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a good snapback. It doesn't break. Thanks, Fenway Health. Thanks, Fenway Health. Hey, another reason to go <laughs> be at Fenway they let, Health. They let me keep the pens. You know what, Fenway Health, you don't belong here. This is a podcast for trash. <laughs> Leave us to our Bic pen brain no, fog, but like shitty teachers. Also, can we appreciate that Bic made a pen for women? Like, now, the her pen. Exactly. <laughs> no. Designed for female hands. With a lighter style. <laughs> it's just like... For the... <laughs> For the more delicate grip. It's, it literally is just like, why? why? Wow, what that funny feeling of Bic's opinion on sexism. Right. <laughs> what, what's the lyric? Oh my god. Uh, Bugles, Bugles take, take on, on race. race. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's really, really so good. It's so brilliant. Like, I listen to that song so often now, and I'm just like, this is kind of it. Like, this mm -hmm. nailed what now the funny kind of feeling fe is yeah. what now kind of feels like but this is not for good things it's for, no yeah. i have a picture here of like a bic with a broken off edge and like everyone can visualize it because you didn't have a mechanical bic pencil in school and not break that thing at some point and sometimes you just did it because you could some people just want to watch the world burn oh for sure oh 100 some people just invite chaos it's trash. It's literal trash. I throw away every one I have. Yeah. This is maybe the most like tangible complaint I have that I think a lot of people our age can identify with. Okay. I hate not having enough money to do things and exist. Yeah, what the f government? I just want to throw that out there. I, okay. Oh my God. This is applicable. I had a woman ask me if we were hiring and I was like, yes, we are. Yeah. We would love yeah, to yeah. like whoever. And she's like, oh, great. My son's in high school. He's looking for a starting job. Yeah. What's the pay like here? And it's like that awkward thing where you're like, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about how right, much I get right. paid. Like we get paid. All right. Like yeah. they do, they do a good job, I think. And she's like, oh, okay. So like starting at 20 and I was like, you do not understand the current economy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have a four-year degree and I don't get paid 20 an hour. Yes. Like, no, for sure. And that was the thing. I saw like a, a CNN Bloomberg thing. It's like, let's say you're fresh out of college and you make $75,000 a year. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> who? Where are they? Who, who is doing this? Who is paying them? Like, what can I do to get that? Because I've been out of college for like 
five years now, five, six years, and I do not make yeah. $75,000 a year. Right. What the hell were you living in? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we took the survey in the middle of New York City. And it's like, oh, right. yeah, where like the cost of living is like four times what it is here. Right. It's like $75,000 in New York is based like you're homeless. Yeah. Like you are not a successful person if you make $75,000 in New York. It's like, no, get out. Get out of my city. Like that. It's It's <laughs> awful. And so I'm just tired of not like... Hi, I don't think I ask for a lot. I would like to go to the supermarket, pay my rent, pay my bills, and like do some fun things. Mm. Maybe go on like a little, a silly little vacation a year. Maybe go see some silly little shows. But it's just like, what if you like died and like just didn't <laughs> do that? What if you were like, oh boy, I can buy the organic spinach this week because I made enough. Like, <laughs> Right? I had to just pay $1,000 to fix my car. Ugh. And I remember coming home and I was like almost in tears to Jenny because I was like, how, how are people supposed to do this? Yeah. We're currently trying to save for a house, which I feel like is, it's a pretty heavy endeavor for like someone our age. Yeah. And like we're in this beautifully, really lucky situation where we're renting from my grandma. And so like she's given us a huge cut on the rent. Yeah. And I was like, even with that cut, this has set me back like three months. How would someone, how are we supposed to do this normally? Like how are normal people supposed to survive? Yeah. And you you just, you you can't. No. You make the choice. You have to make a choice. It's it's literally surviving is what it is. Yeah, because like you can't just not have a car, but also like life. The car's going to break health, you know, issues like you, you, there's just. Yeah. <sighs> I think part of it is kind of in ingrained too, of like feeling bad or like feeling weird asking for more money. Yeah. Cause like, cause like I, I, I was talk I'm talking to the management at the other place where I work at my, <laughs> at my second job, um, <laughs> about going full-time there instead of my uh, rather other full-time job. And I talked to a friend of mine who's in the industry in that same industry. And I asked like, is, you know, here's what I'm, here's my, here's what I'm requesting. Is that a lot? And he just goes, no, ask for more. Like, I'm like, what do you mean ask for more? I'm not, I don't, I shouldn't get that much. It's like, no, ask the ask for more i'm like okay Mm -hmm. like i needed to be talked into asking for more money it's like the worst cases they go lower than that but like ask for more because like life is expensive could you use that money well yeah okay then ask for it would it make it like a monumental difference in your life absolutely okay then do it i feel i feel so bad for everyone (laughs) like yeah so the way I got over that kind of like shitty experience of like the car, I just went and took a shower and I was like, us trying to buy a house is like a next thing that we want. But right now, like we have all of this, we can do these things. Like we are not like starving. We're happy. And like we can survive. But like I couldn't, it was one of those things where I was so thankful that we are in this very lucky situation, but I was so like, Oh, like incredibly pissed at like some kind of other force, like whatever led us here. I was just so pissed. Like how, how are we supposed to do it? And then everybody who's like making it or doing okay. is just like, eh, like figure it out. I did. And it's like, right. Like that doesn't help me. I also hate this, like grind your way Mm-mm. 
to get in there. Like, no, like I, okay. I work about 56 hours a week now. Like I do not have a day off. Jesus. And I am grinding. And yet <laughs> I'm still broke. Why? Where is all the money gone? <laughs> right. I just, it, it's, is that your Johnny Tap? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why is the money always gone? No, I don't <laughs> oh like, but if he was Irish, <laughs> that's a beetle, I think. Um, but I, I like, I know where it's like, it's going to build. It's going to like me doing silly little things to boost my serotonin. Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like, okay, yeah, I could grind and be miserable and save up money. But like, what is the point of being miserable now? Like in the hopes that I'm going to be happy later, especially after we just went through a year and a half where we were constantly reminded, hey, you might not have a tomorrow there, kids. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, I looked over it today because I bought another thing and I'm like, oh my God, like what the hell? But also like, well, the past year I didn't get to do anything. Well, fuck, like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you wonder why people aren't working in like fast food restaurants. Yeah, because no one's willing to like put their life on the line to like yeah. go do this like shitty job where people are mean to them. I hate when people are like, oh, well, you know, get a better job. And it's like, well, who else is going to do it? Yeah. Who else is going to serve you McDonald's at three in the morning? Gary. Yeah. And then you get mad that they're understaffed. And like, right. Why don't people want to work? It's like, okay. It's like, <laughs> maybe if you paid them a living wage and insurance. <laughs> Even then, I don't know if I'd want to work at a fast food restaurant when I when I know that like this might be like one of my last years, you know, like I'm not going to do that to myself. Right. And that's the thing is some people like do a fast food job out of necessity. Some people like it, which is great. Go for it. But ultimately, it should not be a bad job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like if you were working a job. You should be able to survive and maintain a living situation, whether that is renting an apartment, paying a mortgage, whatever. You should not be like struggling to just exist in a world that you like in a society that you don't get a say in or get to make a lot of choices in. Like you are still entitled to the human dignity of existence. It's trash. It's trash. It's trash. It's total trash. It's trash. (laughs) couldn't even do the voice because i was like it is it's just like literal garbage the system yeah and the way it treats the people who just kind of have to grind it out like it's just total trash yeah i'm actually mad about that (laughs) you got me actually (laughs) mad on this podcast i'm sorry i'm sorry it's no i mean this is what it's for it's trash it's trash you know it's not actually trash it is like the pedestal by which we put the trash on fucking lakey inspired with our theme song blue boy oh that's right we change it for this one yeah it's blue boy now (laughs) for just this just this one thanks lakey you're the only thing around here that's not trash you can get our podcast where you're listening to it or behind a wendy's at 3 a.m by a shady knock on the dumpster (laughs) (laughs) ask for carl (laughs) when he goes to open the trench coat don't panic don't panic make eye contact yes (laughs) he will respect you for it (laughs) if you got a vent you got a vent yes like just get the 
get the trash out and put it where it belongs, which is in the trash, and then you throw it away. Yes. You don't keep trash laying around your apartment, your home, your bed. Acknowledge the trash, say like, this is trash, toss it away and get rid of it. Right. Because that's what this is all about. Yeah, it's why we don't do these episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. If you have too much trash around, that, that's a bigger issue. Right. If you have too much trash around your apartment, well then that's not a good thing either. So like taking it out is good. But at the same time, it's just like, maybe just some cleaning. Maybe just something, you know, nicer. Yeah. Matt and I, we don't go out of our way looking for trash. No. Like we try to take care of the, like, acknowledge the nice things. But when we have like a week or a day where we look around, we're like, wow, there's a lot of trash in here. That's when we're going to take it out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a great metaphor. <laughs> it kind of fell apart a little bit, but it's good. Nah, I uh, think it's fine. <laughs> Well, it's like I originally wanted to do this version of the show as a like Patreon exclusive. If we ever did a Patreon, oh. that was my initial plan. Well, because like Dear Hank and John have like Dear Hank and John and they have a Patreon only show. <laughs> sorry. What? Jenny, so sorry. Finish your thought and I'll tell you what just happened. Uh, and they have a, they had another show called This Week in Ryan's where they talked about a famous Ryan. It's an inside joke. Yeah, okay, I guess. But the whole thing was that they just, like, devolved into them complaining about stuff. It's like, this isn't... It was nowhere near as polished or, like, good. Mm-hmm. And they even, like, bill it at the end of the show. Like, we're off to record our Patreon-only podcast. It's really bad. <laughs> which is kind of what I wanted. I want this week in trash to be, which is like, hi, this is really stupid. And, like, yeah. the B-side of the record. Like... I think we could do that. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty easy to do. Yeah. These are just like the sneak previews yeah. and then we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it once we get the Patreon out. <laughs> so what happened was Jenny poked her head in and right now the TV next to me is like doing the Netflix slow ads of oh, like different other shows. Sh- yeah. Yeah. And she pointed at the TV and said, Psst, it's trash. <laughs> and it was lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> they just had another season. I know. I mentioned it to Jenny. I was like, oh, we get to watch more. And she's like, no, that's um, the worst show. <laughs> great, great novel. A yeah. really good graphic it's novel. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. But it's fun. Yeah. You can't take something like that, turn it into a kid's show no. and be like, oh, look, isn't that cool? Yeah. Alan, thanks for potting with me. Don't thank me. <laughs> this isn't a, this isn't our normal thing. I thought you were just thought you were like, go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> You Thanks for pop belly bitch. Like, <laughs> Everybody that knows me is like, that might be like one of the only times I've said that this year. <laughs> oh, play us out. Yeah, play us out, I guess is what we'll say <laughs> still. Okay, so Rupert, I think you can feel a little bit better now, right? Yeah, I'm feeling better. Excellent. And I, I didn't kill anyone. That's right. So that, so with this feeling that you have now, is that the same good feeling as when you kill people? No. Okay. But I think we're getting there. Okay. Excellent. So our time is up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this recorder. You can take that back to your cell, and we can meet next week. <laughs> some reason my brain i was like oh he's like reformed after like whatever it was 32 murders yeah it wasn't a life sentence at all thanks 
<laughs> so, and then we'll meet back here at the same time next week, okay? I know you're not going anywhere. It's always really funny when you do that joke every week. I, I think so too, thank you. So I'll see you next week and uh, mm -hmm. we can come back to your to your next recording, all right? Mm -hmm. All right, I will see you uh, then. Thanks for coming by, bud. Inmate coming out.